hey newbies, from time to time, sometimes we like spit out words that we may have covered before and it's an accident. But if we ever do that and don't explain some of the lingo, you can go to nftsfornewbies.com and get a lingo guide or just an NFT newbie guide altogether. That's going to probably save you some time, uh, maybe save you a DM and just have a reference so that way you can educate yourself on your off time if you'd like. And if you get any of those guides, then you will get our newsletter every week, every Wednesday, that is. And you will see what we've been up to, what we've released and where you can find us. Let's get to the show. So we got this question the other day on an Instagram live. It says, when an NFT holder passes away, who in that person's family gets what? Who gets the seed phrase? Who will receive any royalties? Does the entire family have knowledge of the content of the wallet and value? We had no idea. So we reached out, asked some questions. We're going to let you know right now. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. Hey, everyone, welcome back. Uh, so we have a really active member of the NFTs for Newbies community, Wanzi, and he is here because he was one of the first to answer the questions, but his shit was like in depth. So we're like, this is good. So we could ask him to record something on his phone or we could have him on the show instead. And we are a lot happier with the second decision. So number one, welcome. And actually, why don't you tell us where you're at right now? Since I was just asking you to. Uh, well, first, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, you guys uh, are the inspiration for me really getting into the space. Um, so thank you so much for that. You got your leadership really, really looked up on. And then um, I am in my warehouse. So I'm a serial entrepreneur. I have a couple of things. I have an online business. We sell uh, Christmas uh, merchandise during Christmas. We also sell stuff on Amazon. And my main, main job is uh, I'm in real estate. Awesome. So we asked this question on Twitter and got a couple of cool responses. The first one comes from Psilocybin Meta, which says there are only two options that they can really think about. Number one, yet user shares their seed phrase while alive. They don't recommend that. They say, don't be sharing your seed phrase with nobody. But the second option might be that the user signs up to one of those, quote, send email after death services, which sounds like a good idea to me, Rich. I didn't know those services existed, but this sounds like an option. The whole, yeah, uh, well, I don't know. I'll, I'll read the second one and then we'll start like, we'll, we'll ask Wanzi what he thinks about these two things and then we'll ask you what you think. But the second one is from Thomas J at THO53. Have a safety deposit box with seed phrases and instructions. Make a will that gives the key to the person you want. Or if you have a small amount, one of the fireproof boxes at a home safe, which I think that's pretty reasonable and that seems pragmatic as well. But what do you think about those, Wanzi? I think the first one, where a user shares a seed phrase, I wouldn't recommend it. You never know. You might lose it. Somebody might find it. What about your spouse? Like you have, you sleep in the same bed together. You've birthed children together. Would you not share your seed phrase with your spouse? She's trying to validate why she gave her spouse like all her seed phrases. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to say that's true love right there. Right. Uh, you genuinely love your spouse. You trust her or him. Right. 
and uh, you want to make sure they're there for you with whatever is going on. So that just shows that uh, the value you have in your relationship, right? So 100%, I would completely agree with that because you believe that your spouse, whatever happens to you, will take care of you and whatever you bring into the table. Rich, does Anne have your seed phrases? She wouldn't know what the hell to say if I had some seed phrases and shit and I was like, hold all this, you know, no less than 50 ETH for this. Like, no, which means... I would have her back. <laughs> I would support that with Rich because I haven't shared my seed phrases with my wife either, right? And because I tell her, hey, I'm looking at JPEGs and I'm buying things, right? And she goes, "Yeah, what are you talking about, right? So as I think, as I grow into this and create some type of a credibility, she might be like, okay, sure. I know what you're talking about now. But right now she's like, are you playing video games in a way, right? <laughs> so the first one you agree with? Yeah, I, I agree with it 100%. It's definitely, if you feel comfortable with your spouse and obviously the relationship is there, you get to share what's going on because whatever you bring to the table, whatever they bring to the table, it's 100% for, for both of you. I feel like the, just thinking about the instructions itself would be insanity. Like having to write it all out. Like, don't like don't forget about gas fees. Like, I mean, like I can't even imagine. So, so what did you and Heather talk about? Um, I know you guys conversed before we did this interview or got uh, this interview scheduled and you had some insight that obviously we wanted to bring you on to talk about. So what are some of your thoughts around this? So one of the biggest things that I deal with in real estate as an investor is we try to find properties at a really good prices. Most of those properties are either state sales or foreclosures. And when it comes to estate sales, uh, you have your attorney make sure that everything is legally done right on paper. Otherwise, even if you sell it, title may not go through, right? Or if you buy it, title maybe uh, has to be clear. So one of the things that we do in estate sales, we always make sure it goes through the court or the probate, right? Once it goes through probate, the if there's no will assigned, the court and the judge will assign an administrator. They would sign administrative papers and an administrator to administer the estate of the deceased individual. Real quick, real quick. In the absence of a will, like you said, and the judge decides, and um, let's not use Heather as an Stacy passes away, and her husband John, and then she has two kids. Like, wouldn't just very be a very high likelihood it would just go to the spouse in the absence of a will? Well, it depends on the state. One, two, right? If you don't have a will. The surviving spouse normally gets 100%. Uh, if they're skits, usually it goes 50% to the spouse and the other 50% between the kids. But once again, that's why you have the attorney involved. They'll tell you exactly how your state regulates those type of uh, inheritance or those type of cases. So basically what's going to happen is everyone listening to this episode is going to go get their attorney because now... <laughs> Now they're just like, well, NFTs are driving me to get these attorney fees because I got to make sure this is squared away because if my son gets it, he's just going to cash out and go party in Vegas for a week. And then everything I worked so hard for with those V friends is going to be over. But anyway, Heather, you were about to say something. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying none of this really matters if your spouse and your craziest son can't get into your wallets because your seed phrase died with you. So we had these three options here. You know, go ahead and tell your spouse because you love them and death to you part. Number two, this email death services thing that apparently is a thing. And then also a safety deposit box. So is there anything else that we're missing from maybe a way to recover our wallet outside of those three options? No, I think those are the best options because let's say 
you don't want to share it with your spouse. Um, you put it in a safety deposit box in a bank. And if you pass away, the bank discloses what you own, all your assets, right? Your banking, your savings, your safety deposit. And once you go in, you'll have a seed phase. Your wife may not know what it is, so she may throw it out. Or there might be some instructions saying, save this. It's for X, Y, and Z NFTs. I'm a billionaire. Hey newbies, our friend Sean has made an online course called NFTs Simplified. So consider it an extension of the things that we've tried to help you do. Now this course is going to cover a few things and we want to tell you about it because it is very affordable and it is very worthwhile. So obviously we're going to cover what an NFT is, how to transfer Ether crypto into your wallet, how to buy an NFT, NFT security basics, all so that you can do the things you want. Some of you want to make money, some of you want to invest money, some of you want to make sure your NFTs and your monies are safe. And that's exactly uh, why we're pairing up with Sean for this. So there will be five video lessons and there's also plenty of course handouts and notes. Uh, I'm looking at some of the reviews right now. Here's one from Haleem saying the course is great. I love the graphics and wish I had time to watch all this before I tried to do it myself. So there's additional reviews just like that, that made us confident to partner with him and to offer this course to you for 19 bucks. Okay. That's about three Starbucks grande drinks. Okay. So think about it, 19 bucks to keep your NFTs safe, to get you some of that extended knowledge that you want and to just have a course from someone who is driven to help you. So we'll link it in the show notes. See you next time. The crazy thing about this is, the more I think about it, is let's just say, and this is very possible, that in the next few years, the people who are super skeptical on NFTs, are cheering because it falls out of the sky, it crashes completely, and people like us are just like, I'm still holding my shit. Like, I'm not worried about it. And then I, all of a sudden, everything bounces back. And it's 20 years from now, we completely forgot about everything. And all of a sudden, we're sitting on, you know, NFTs in our wallets that are worth 100 ETH. Like, the possibility of forgetting about it or or not even realizing what you potentially have as assets in a wallet is real. And then by then, it's like, you think I'm going to try to explain something when I'm 60-something to Anne about like, by the way, I got these crazy NFT things and they're worth 100 grand a piece. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> like, I just feel like it, 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 it could be really easy if things crash to just forego all this. And then all of a sudden you're in this situation like Heather's talking about where you never even gave your seed phrase or never put it anywhere and you might not even have it anymore. And all those things that could be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars are sitting in limbo somewhere that no one will ever find. Do you guys like, do you, do you guys think that's a possibility or do you see where I'm coming from? I see exactly where you're coming from because if you look at I don't know who the guy is, but there was an article about some guy that had his Bitcoin in a hard drive. Mm -hmm. And he's like paying people like millions of dollars to try to get into this dump where they throw garbage to go through it. And it's been years. And he's got a couple of million dollars sitting there. And I think the, the town or the state or the area wouldn't let him even go in there to look for it. So he would have to file like a permit or something. So just think about, you know, that there's millions of dollars sitting in that garbage dump and you can't get to it. So to kind of wrap us where we're at right now, what we've discussed is we need to figure out something to do. And we keep saying seed phrase. It's not called seed phrase anymore. It's called secret recovery phrase, but seed phrase is interchangeable. We need to figure out what we're going to do with that, whether we're going to die with that information, put it in a locked security box, 
one of these email services which triggers um, after death that they would send it to X person or or you go down with your spouse or Aunt Margaret and you trust that person. Rod or die, grandma, ride or die. You can have my secret recovery phrase. One of those are the options. But what you're saying to us is that depending on the state, it will automatically go to uh, next of kin, your spouse, unless you ha- unless you intentionally go and articulate it into a will that it, you want to assign your assets from your wallet to someone else. Is there anything else we're missing there? With the next of kin, sometimes you have multiple people, right? And they all want to contest the state and say they, are the, they should be the administrators. So that's when sometimes when you have an uh, infight in the family. So that's when mm-hmm. you bring your attorney to the court and you present your case why you should be the legitimate administrator or why X person is not legitimate because, you know, they will gamble a lot, right? So you present it to the court and the court ultimately makes a decision of these are your administrative papers and this is your administrator. And once that's done, it's complete. Now we just go by what the administrator is wants to do with the estate of that. But there's limits because in my example for, I had a deal with an administrator and they wanted to sell the property for like 200,000, which worth like 3 million, right? And they were just gonna walk away with 200,000 and they thought it, they would be really smart. And the investor thought, oh, I'm gonna get millions of a couple million dollars here you know to make some profit that sale is not valid until it's approved by the court right so once you have a a contract you go to the court you tell them what you're doing and the court goes okay let me look at the market price let me look at your sale price does this make sense is this in the benefit of the people of the estate or or the benefit of the estate itself so it's always like you may have an administrator but it's not a free will to do whatever you want Right. You still have to go to the court and get approval for the stuff that you're doing in order to execute any type of action within the state. I wonder if that's I know, Heather, we're like kind of trying to wrap, but I don't think we can because because <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that doesn't mean shit. Everything you just said, it doesn't mean <laughs> shit <laughs> if. No one knows where you have a secret recovery phrase anyway. Like, how are you going to go to court and be like, dude, my wife who's passed on, I need to get into her MetaMask wallet. The court's going to be like, what the fuck is a MetaMask wallet? And then like all that, like you're not only right. going to have to teach the person, especially your spouse, if they don't know, but like the courts are probably like, this is new waters for us. Like you're talking about stuff that's fairly common, I would imagine in real estate, right? But this is a whole different ballgame. So if no one even knows where your recovery phrase is, not a single person can help you, which brings us all the way back to decentralization. Like this is literally taking it out of the power of banks, which is why we're saying you're going to have to write this stuff down physically or have it on a cold storage or wherever in a safety deposit box, because the entire premise of decentralization is to remove the power of anyone having a say on it other than you. Right. So it's like, it's just crazy to me because, you know, as, as much as people are bashing it, there's people who are changing their lives through, you know, this blockchain technology and NFTs and making a lot of money and coming up with ideas and, and really, you know, just like changing their financial status from maybe I used to work three jobs to I don't have to work for a year or my, now my family's taken care of, but only if you sell, right? And only if someone has access to that stuff, God forbid something happened. So it's just like, I'm like fascinated by this all of a sudden. Anyway, 
I just, what I'm fascinated by is like going to court and fighting Uncle Billy over something and getting into the wallet and realizing there's nothing in there that's that great. You see Rich's old rocks that they bought or something. Or can you imagine if you get to the seat phrase and then you realize your wallet was hacked and everything is gone? Yep. Last thing, I swear. Like, that's the thing. If I am someone, a probate person or whatever, and I'm reading, like, all that stuff's got to be somewhere, right? And uh, imagine if you left instructions or like, here are the instructions, dude. Like, if anyone knows anything that's going on, I'd be like, screenshot, 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 I'm walking away, right? And like, it's going to get hacked. There's no way anyone could trace it. Like, I'm just saying, if I had to execute on Heather's things and I was an administrator and I had to hand over that paperwork, I'd be like, click, 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 click. Cool. I'm going into her wallet and be like, man, why she got all these corny ass NFTs, but I'm going to sell them anyway. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, anyway, we have one final question for you that was sent in from a listener. But uh, Onesie, where can people connect with you online? Again, we want to thank you so much for being such a supporter of our community and our show. Like your name is always there. You're heavily, heavily invested. What do you have going on? I know yeah, you've got your us. own show it, too. We want to make sure we shout all that out. Oh, I guess you're going to show. All right. Uh, we have Mint Meltdown. First of all, kudos to you guys on doing the show. I didn't realize how much work in the background. It is to produce and oh, yes. edit and all of this stuff. So you. interesting. So yeah, mid meltdown. We talk about scams. We talk about drama in in the community. Um, we talk about we interviewing people that have been scammed right. and how they got scammed. So you guys can be careful and not get scammed. So we're doing our best to educate the audience in that area. Awesome. And we have a hacker that is a white hat hacker that really talks about how to avoid a lot of these scams and how to protect yourself online. And uh, find me on L1 on Twitter. We'll put it in the show notes and the uh, description of the YouTube video. Uh, and Heather, what you got? L1, you ain't ready for this. You are not ready for this because this comes from John Miller over on Discord, who was at Small Shot, who asked, What is the most inappropriate gift you have ever given someone? Wow. Ooh. All right. So I'm going to get beat up. My now wife, I gave her a gift. Uh, $75 gift card for um, Christmas when we were dating our first Christmas. And she was completely offended because she felt like I should have put more thought into the gift, a Christmas gift. And my response was, like, you know how many years people have fought for the choice of freedom? You have the freedom <laughs> to choose anything you want. Flip the script! Flip the script, homie! <laughs> That's what I thought. And um, yeah. I ended up having to buy something. I don't remember what it was, but that was the worst gift I gave somebody. Damn. That's soft. I think I sent a two-headed dildo to someone once, a friend of mine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Marines are crazy that way. But anyway, Heather, do you have anything that could top that? Heather? Bring us home, Rich. (laughs) No. We're out of time. Bring us home, friend. Hey, guys. uh, Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening, please share it with other people. Uh, I I absolutely believe this podcast is recommendable. And if you're watching, we appreciate you watching. Uh, Definitely subscribe because we're just trying to put out some fantastic and fun content, but also the stuff that you need to know. So get your wills ready. Listen to what we had to say. So that way you're not in a shady spot if you should pass away. And we will see you next time.